Hello, everybody, and welcome to Part of Me Podcast, created and hosted by me, Jamie Reynolds, where I will be providing techniques and guidance on starting, maintaining, and measuring your plan to fulfill those desired goals in your life. If you are ready to start achieving your goals, join me every Sunday and stay tuned to the end of this episode. Make sure you visit my webpage for free printables. Now, let's get to work. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. We are back at it this week. Part of me, what is going on? I am feeling very enthused and excited this week because we're going to dive into a topic that honestly, you don't really think about this when you are establishing a plan and and what it all looks like. But before we even get into that, I do want us to talk a little bit about what we discussed last week. So last week, we talked about visualization of failure. Now, there are many different ways on how we can motivate ourselves to push through those challenging times when we are goal setting and planning, and we're just trying to get over those hurdles. Prior episodes, I have mentioned that I use visualization of success. And that is simply you are thinking about accomplishing your end goal and you are invoking all the feelings and all those things that come with how you would feel when you have accomplished said goal. Now, visualization of failure to a degree is of the opposite effect. And you're not thinking about, oh my God, what happens when I achieve it? But you're thinking about what happens if I don't. So you take those, honestly, lack of better terms, negative outcomes, and you feed off of that to keep you going and keep you moving when you're going through those more challenging times within your goal setting process or within achieving your goal. I conducted a poll on my Instagram story asking, which one do people prefer or if not even use? Visualization of success or visualization of failure? And I was honestly genuinely surprised at the poll results that most people use or prefer the visualization of failure method over success. Now, supporting statistics has shown that visualization of failure is more of a strong motivator than visualization of success. But of course, despite statistics and despite studies and how they come to these results, it's more important that you are utilizing a strategy and a technique that's going to benefit and work for you and your personality and how you respond to certain things. I shared my story personally when utilizing visualization of failure and how it wasn't a big influence for me. It did not give me that push forward that some other people might have experienced. Honestly, it gave me more of the opposite effect and it made me feel a little low. And this is the thing, some people thrive off that. Some people, you know, when they're within that space or within that mindset, they find themselves being the most productive or they find themselves getting the most out of their day or the most out of whatever they're trying to do. So if you haven't checked out last week's episode, I highly encourage it because these are only tools that is going to help you along within your goal setting process and honestly helping you to maintain that drive and maintain that passion and to push forward. Now, in this week's episode, we are going to talk about skipping step one. What do I mean by that? Let me get into it now. For the sake of this episode, we're going to narrow down to there being two types of people in this world. There are big picture people and detail oriented people. 
It's not in to say that you cannot be both. It is not in to say that one is better than the other. Let's let's put out that disclaimer there. But what happens is when a big picture person is talking to a more detail-oriented person, and you know what, let me actually give definition to what detail-oriented will look like. This person is identifying and breaking down each piece of the puzzle before being able to see what the outcome or the overarching idea looks like. Now in business, and I, and I say this all the time, I like to make a relationship between how business formulates and how we set our goals. But in business, it's very important to know who your audience is because then that helps you shape and mold how you're going to talk to them. In goal setting, it's all the same way. When you are a big picture person, Sometimes it's very hard to narrow down or even identify what does that step one of the process looks like? Because this is the thing, you already have the a, a very important piece of that component, right? Is knowing where you're trying to get to, what, what the big idea is, what is that big goal? You know that part. But sometimes trying to figure out what's the best step one, how to get there, how to at least get the, the, the motion rolling is a little bit more challenging. Now, this is where a detail-oriented person can come into play and be pretty good at. They can help with breaking down what that step one may look like. But in the same sense, sometimes being so detail-oriented, you can get caught up on what a step one looks like and you may not even get to the the valuable part or the the vital part of, of a step one or what a step one should really look like. Okay, I may have your heads turning. So let's first break down what is step one and why is it so important? Step one, self-explanatory, is the very beginning parts of your process. It is telling you what is the first thing you need to do to get this going. Now, depending on the resources you have, the kind of network you have, or the person you have, or the person you are, excuse me, your step one may look a little different from someone else's step one. And that's okay. What's most important about it is you need to understand where you are within the overarching component of this big goal you're trying to do, figure out where you are first, and that's gonna help you to determine what your step one should look like. So first things first, step one is the beginning part of your process. Your step one is going to be the building block of the rest of your processes. This is in fact your foundation. It is so important because like anything, if the foundation is not strong, one or two things are going to happen. And honestly, the second thing is inevitable. It it would just happen. But one, you're going to find yourself repeating steps. You're going to feel as though that you are putting more effort in repeating and doing in a level of redundancy because you never had a solid foundation to begin with. Two, it will collapse and you will have to start over. So that is the significance and importance of having a true step one. Next, how do you identify your step one? Now, naturally, when you are looking at the goal that you're trying to accomplish, all these different ideas are going to come to your head. And then depending on the type of person you are, you may feel overwhelmed and it may cloud your judgment on being able to sort and determine what actually is the first step I need to go about doing in order for me to at least just begin the process. Now, for me, I think understanding the purpose in what you're doing is a very good step one to take if you are trying to narrow things down. 
And your purpose is ultimately, what are you trying to get out of it? I'm going to give a clear example. Now, let's just say that you want to start your own YouTube channel. And for you, you may think that step one is, okay, I need to go out and buy the equipment. Well, what do you buy the equipment for? What is your YouTube channel about? What is the overall purpose of your YouTube channel? Are you going to just be recording yourself? Are you going to have multiple people on your platform? Are you going to be outside when doing this? Is this one of those one-on-ones or is it more of an interpersonal thing where you're having conversations with people? What does that part look like? Because that then tells you the type of equipment you need, how much of it you need, if there's a certain type of software you need, because that all that falls under equipment. But as you can see there, when you if you were to do like a, a spider chart of things, you kind of see where just from this one little component, there could be several variables that are associated with it. But by first sitting down and really understanding the purpose of it all and what you're trying to get out of it, that can sometimes help you focus up and bring some clarity to what is the first step that you really need to do to actually get the ball rolling. And so lastly, how do you set benchmarks for your step ones or your steps in following? This is so important when you are developing the honestly structurally sound foundation for this goal. And again, it all starts within step one, but you have to know when do you determine or when do you deem a step being complete? Now understand how straightforward that can seem. And it's like, okay, well, if I complete the step one that I ran out for myself, does that not mean that it's not complete? Now there's high level of validity to that, but you want to make sure you dot every I and you cross every T because when you move on to the next step, you are telling yourself, I have done everything necessary in this step prior to, to ensure when I move to the next step, I don't have to go backwards or I don't have to do more within this step or convolute this next step so much because I missed some things in the first step. So we start off with the example of if you were trying to establish a YouTube channel and we have already determined that understanding its purpose is going to be the master point of my step one. Now your idea and your platform's true purpose can sometimes be two very different things. Your idea is more of a thought. It is something to get the brainstorm process going, is to get the the ball rolling. Now, the purpose is after you have narrowed down all those ideas and you have said, this is the one. This is the one I resonate most with. This is the one that I feel most connected to. And from there, you kind of start to explore all those options that can surround that one particular purpose. Remember, we're using an example of you starting a YouTube channel. Now you might say, I'm, I'm a traveling person. I love to travel and I love to share my experience with people. That is my passion. That is my purpose. That's what I wanna do. As you're thinking about that, you start to spew off more questions to yourself. Well, how many times did I travel this year? Where did I go? Did I go to repetitive places? Did I travel somewhere new? You start to ask those questions because if you're going to base your content solely off of that, will you have enough? Will you have enough content? Can you generate enough content so you can ensure that you are constantly giving your audience something new? Remember, 
we're all still in the step one part of the process. These are the thoughts that should be happening. These are the conversations you should be happening with yourself, with your team, whoever's involved in this overarching goal. These are the conversations because I don't know about you, but I don't like wasting time or money. And if there's no clear direction from jump, you're going to waste both. So bring in this plane in (laughs) for a landing when you have a big goal or something you're very excited about and very happy about, absolutely, it is It is a moment for you to take it all in and to, to think about just how far it can go. Think the sky, it, the sky is not the limit, it's way beyond. Go, go through your, to the toppest parts of your dreams, absolutely. But when you bring it down, and you start putting it into the perspective of, okay, where we are now and how we're going to get there. You want to have a rock solid foundation. And that starts with you starting with step one, not skipping it and going to the more exciting step, which in fact may be step 10. So I say this to you because it is a common practice that we all have done, have experienced, where we get very excited about the big goal in the sky that we forget about the steps that we need to lay out in order for that to to happen. And oftentimes than not, that step one is getting skipped. So don't forget about your step one. Don't forget about the beginning part of the process so that you can make sure that when you are moving towards your goals, you're not looking back and you're seeing an unsettled foundation. So as always, I hope this episode was eye-opening. And if this was something that you were already doing, you're already practicing, that is a very, very great practice to have. And I wholeheartedly encourage you to keep doing it. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Can't wait to see you next week for another exciting topic on goal setting. And thank you so much for being part of me.